Happy New Year. Welcome Happy back. Happy New Year. To- Welcome back to Beyond the Facade. Wow. 2022. Yeah. Can you believe it? It went in a, like a flash. It did. Today is actually New Year's Day and we wanted to kind of do a New Year's Day episode. I know a lot, I, I noticed a lot of podcasts were doing it right before New Year's, but I was like, you know, New Year's Day is actually perfect to be able to recap all of 2021 so we could start 2022. So this is our New Year Day episode. It sure is. I'm glad you're here along for the ride. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of go over how we've been, you know, what's been going on lately with us. I'm Doña Junta from Swami Chronicles. I'm Sabrina, observing spooks and other vices. So we're just going to share kind of what's been going on lately with us and then kind of go back through the year 2021 on some of our, you know, favorite episodes, favorite places we explored, you know, and just discuss ways we could what we learned from podcasting this whole year, what we could do to improve and our goals for 2022. So just a little bit of everything just to kind of, you know, discuss how everything's been and what will be in the future. So how has the holidays been for you the past couple of months? I wish I could. They've been very fast. I had like all of us, but I had a, a lot of deadlines for homework, some severe deadlines where I felt like I couldn't really enjoy much. This year, I feel like I've been a hermit besides our little adventures. It felt like it just went back, went past in a whirlwind, and I felt like I didn't get to enjoy much. Uh, It's kind of nice just sitting back and relaxing and being with family. I think that's what I've enjoyed the most this holiday, is just sharing it with my kids. Do you think that you were more of a hermit compared to last year, where we kind of were? more locked down in a sense yeah I still think I was I I don't think I was as dedicated to my schoolwork last year and when I think back of last year the last couple months let's start with Halloween or October right I did a couple of other things with some other friends and you and I went on our little epic trip where we went all over the state on Halloween day and there was some fun things that that were going on even though we were on lockdown And this year I was on my own personal lockdown. So it feels like all I did was like wake up and go to sleep and do homework. And that's it. For me, the holidays this year, I guess were more, a little bit more active, not like super full blown, but I think a little bit more than last year, like more into it more. Like, for example, uh, I did like three white elephants, like one at work, one at our meeting for 10 toes in. And then the family one, and then like the secret Santa, which last year we we had not done any of that, you know. So it was different in that sense. I think maybe too what I'm I'm realizing is I spent so much time driving up and down California, picking my daughter up, taking her back, seeing my husband, all that stuff. Like <clears throat> it was just a lot of time driving. Yeah, you and were... I think that took away between driving and homework. That's all I did. Yeah, exactly. And then since I moved, I had my first Christmas tree here. So thank you for that. She bought a little cute mini Christmas tree. So that was nice. The decorations part, I'm not like Senora status where I have like crates in the garage full of like all these things, but I I guess I will eventually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She does themes every year for her trees. So 
I'm sure there's like tons of stuff. This year was dark fruit. So we, I got all kinds of imported um, ornaments from And I didn't land. even see pictures of that. You didn't, or maybe I'll send you a photo after this. Yeah. Cause uh, I've seen yeah. the ornaments online that you bought, but I never seen like actual pictures. It looked cute. Like the plums that you, like the plums and the different things. The pomegranates were really exquisite. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. So that, that part was a little bit more holiday-ish and as far as like new year and then also like we went like people were out more shopping this year compared to last obviously more people were more like the it was just harder to do all that right I didn't really do much shopping outside of the house just because I was too busy with homework I know it sounds crazy but like with all all those classes had me had me booked booked up full all the time with essays and nonsense and I'm I really enjoyed the classes but they were really hard and they challenged me and I still got good grades which I'm very happy about but it it was a lot and so much so that I didn't even do a lot of the baking because usually for our Christmas I do baking I usually cook um, all kinds of holiday treats like fudge peanut brittle and special cookies and candies and I didn't do any of that this year and I was a little sad because you know after this Today, I could go and grab a piece of fudge or something, but I have nothing. I mean, uh-huh. I could do it now, but it seems like there's no point. I think it's, but see, the obviously we know that with this COVID thing, it got really bad right now, like back to kind of like unsafe stuff. Different than last year. Now we're used to living with it a little bit more, but it's still like, oh man, we got to be like not getting in huge groups or anything like that or so <clears throat> that came back, but, and, and a lot of things were canceled, at least in my family, a couple, couple of different family members canceled like New Year's Eve, like gatherings. So that was kind of more of a, we thought would be a change because last year, nobody gathered for New Year's Eve for the most part. Yeah. And this year it seemed like we would have, but then it changed. It's so funny. Last year, New Year's Eve, I couldn't go anywhere. We were all on, you know, lockdown, still pretty strict. We are all being very good, responsible adults by staying in the in the house. And this year, we had a little scare. Everything's okay. A little, you know, COVID scare. That really limited my, what I could do outside of the house. And yeah. um, last year, I had like a Zoom with friends and we celebrated New Year's all together. This year, nobody was really doing anything. Everyone was in PJs watching TV, including myself. We were yeah. watching Lord of the Rings. And drinking champagne and margarita cocktails. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely different in a way, kind of last minute changes. Even for you, you had a trip planned. Um, I did. I had family stuff planned and it, it was just last minute, like, oh, never mind. Um, we're going to just chill. Yes. And I'm sure like that happened maybe for all you guys too that, that had plans possibly. So I think that is what kind of made it different this year than last year. You know, since we were kind of, already, you know, more on the lockdown, still not knowing what was going on. But um, anyhow, it was chill. And today's 2022. We wanted to kind of talk about we we officially did 14 episodes in 20, 14 guys. Yes. One being the year before, but we published it this year, 2021. But we had recorded it previously because we had done it ahead. But it's definitely, it's 14 episodes. 
which were it's kind of looking back like oh well that got done somehow you know we did it this this dream this random spark of interest in thinking that you guys might find what we have to say is interesting has blown up into 14 episodes that we can really be proud of I'm sure proud of it it was a lot of hard work exactly I had put making a podcast on my vision board in January we had already recorded the Preston one but I had put it on there because it's always that hesit like being hesitant to start anything new for anything right like that risk that you got to take jumping onto something new a lot of times we were not confident about it or we're not sure how to do it or we like prolong it longer long because it's like oh I don't know you know I knew it's like oh we got to just do it and that's what they say about everything like you just got to do it and if you stumble okay but at least you try it and you know and thank goodness for you she is a pusher and she gets things done and she's determined me I would still be contemplating if it's a good idea today And I have to push myself because there's, I obviously I could just procrastinate like, ah, and I have done that for like my own, my own post for my page. So it's like a mental push that you got to do. I see people that are like, bam, 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 bam. But you know, I for sure, I'm not like that, but I got to push whatever I can within myself. The vision board kind of just was, okay, we got to, it got to come into fruition somehow. And we published the Preston episode around February or so. Okay. I think it was about February, but we, like I said, we had recorded it October, Halloween 2019 on just on an iPhone recorder on on Halloween 2020. Yeah. Just on a recorder in a hotel room in like, what city was that? We're in Davis. So it was like very basic, meaning like we didn't have anything fancy. We just had an iPhone recorder and research. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's kind of simple start. But then once we started learning more, or I started like kind of looking at how to actually publish it, that's when things actually kind of started being becoming a little bit easier. But uh, I was able to understand how to actually put the podcast out and what we had to do. But yeah, I could say too, I'm proud of ourselves that we did 14 episodes and we should be proud and you know anyone it it may it is what it is I think we brought some interesting content and anyone who feels that they can do so better I suggest you try because it's not as easy as it looks yeah and if you could do it you know like yeah (laughs) I would love to hear you know something uh similar in I you know your guys because everybody has different ideas and different course conversations about it so yeah although Um, mine are all right (laughs) so we we want to talk about our favorite episodes so obviously all of ours all the episodes are are you know we enjoyed but you know of course we're gonna have favorites that for one reason or another they're our favorites so we actually kind of have the same favorite first one we did. So tell me why this one's your favorite. I want to hear your side. I think there's so many well, reasons. Say which one it is. Okay, my favorite episode. It was episode eight, the Sleepy Lagoon murder and the Zoot Suit Riot anniversary. That was both of our favorites. Yes. And why was it your favorite? 
there are so many reasons why it's not one in particular reason but i'll tell you one of my first top reasons research the research that we did you did of course you did a lot of it but i also was studying some of that in school at the moment so it was kind of fresh and i i knew some information but not just the when i say research there's the 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 book research and then there's the physical location research Yes, And because the subject matter is really near and dear to my heart because of who I was as a youngster, when we went and saw places like where the actual murder would have happened, where they found poor Jose, and to see what it is now, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're in that same area, that we are breathing that same air that the people at that time were breathing. It really brings history into your life. And I felt when we walked down the streets, when we were trying to figure out the certain streets and the certain areas where the Zutsu riots were happening on, were were more prominent on, or just certain specific areas or the the Chavez Ravine, all these different areas, that physical research, it was just, it was something to behold. It was was really bringing bringing it to life for me, experiencing it in my own time because we can't experience it in the 40s when it happened, the 30s, but it was it was pretty amazing. Yes, I would agree. I think the research was good because I think I had said that I had known about the history just because it's something that you kind of heard, but not in, in great detail, like looking into the research. It was just something that you hear happen in Chicano history. And it was important, obviously, but it was never, I never got to read like real history about it aside it being mentioned maybe by passing and I ended up running into wanting to look more into it when I had done some research on the building where they ended up getting um, prosecuted or convicted which is the hall of justice because I ended up running into an old photo and it kind of sparked like okay these kids were an injustice happened to them because of this reason so it kind of led a rabbit hole of research and that's kind of how like okay let's talk about this and then we happened to kind of follow well I followed follow the the Instagram page of the Zeus to Riots cruise yes and they do a yearly cruise in in mem- memory of the Zeus to Riots and this year was 78 or last year 2021 was 78 years and we you wanted to go cruising and I was like well we don't have like a bomb or nothing but <laughs> you insisted you know yes I did <laughs> And you're like, we're not going to cruise if we don't have an oldie car. You try to bomb. find one, right? I did. I, I asked a bunch of people. I even posted on social media and people didn't even know what I was talking about, which is hilarious. Yeah. I think what's most important, and I think that you can relate to this as well, is that you and I, if we were living in that time, we that could have been us to a certain extent. Obviously, we wouldn't have been in that area. That could have been us. We were... What I was, I can, I'll speak for myself. I was definitely a delinquent at that age. I would have been thrown, thrown into the, the women, the young women's facility in Ventura, yeah. my own self. Right. And I can really relate to that. The cruise was pretty friggin' amazing, if I must say so. It really tied it all in. It did tie it all in. Kind of at the same time that we were doing the research, it kind of was a good timing with that for some reason. And then- just going, like you said, going to the area to try to figure out how it must have looked back then. It, I mean, obviously it's all industrial now. There's no really remnants at all about it. It's just in our 
our imagination, I guess, you know, and going to see Jose's grave at Calvary Cemetery was like really profound because I'm not saying nobody visits him, but it was cool to go pay respects to him because it kind of his death kind of led to what everything that happened with the with the whole uh, uprising with the Zoot Suiters and all that. Yeah, that was cool. That was all tied in really nicely. So it was a favorite for me too, because of that. I think it's really important that we talk about this because young Chicanos and Chicanas here, unless they're very woke, which some are, they don't know about the Zoot Suit Riots. Right. And we can't let them forget, like it wasn't that long ago that this happened, how far we have come or how far we haven't come so we can make sure that future generations know how to arm themselves to be better and to stick up for themselves and not stand for it. Times were way different back then. I don't think it would fly like it did back then. Now it would just, it would be a mess if it were to happen now, but I remember stuff happening to us in the nineties that wouldn't fly now either. People need to remember these are important things that need to be remembered. So yeah, that was our top one. I put top three. I did too. <laughs> my second favorite one was our first interview with Hood Historian. If you guys remember Hood Historian, he's all, he's on Instagram. He archives history in his own way with articles, pictures of architecture back then till now, pictures of random family portraits of people we probably never will know or they're not famous it's just very average people a lot of different things he doesn't stick to one niche but he's very consistent but I it was my favorite because it was cool to dig into the mind of people that have similar interests in this kind of history type of world and it's not the history world of like academics at a university um, it's very different. It's we don't have degrees in history or a PhD in you know research or anything like that. It's our own passions and our own interests that we're able to bring to life. And he was able to do that with his. Maybe we wouldn't have known none of that with without some of the with the social media in his case. So it was cool to have him as a first episode interview episode, which we want to be able to capture more of these these voices in other areas of either the history or paranormal as well. So that was my second favorite. Yeah, Hood Historian was so much fun. And the Dear Abbeys and <laughs> and Long Beach. Long Beach is our neighbor who just has a really nice way of capturing a forgotten time in our own community. And I love that. It's just a way that we're, it's not calculated all crazy. It's just, he just does it naturally. It's interesting but the way he does it. So go follow Hood Historian 562, I believe on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> you won't regret it. So what's your second favorite episode? Well, you guys haven't seen this one yet. The, my second favorite episode was the episode we did on the cemeteries, the Victorian cemeteries. Okay. You so should... that was the last one. The last no, it was the last one we did. And mm -hmm. this one took a little bit more editing because it, any of you guys watching this on YouTube will have all the handy dandy photos and stuff that we wanted to include for this episode and um yeah episode 14 last one episode 14 yes episode 14 it was so much fun it was fun is an understatement again 
it just happened to be I was studying some of the stuff or some of the people in school and it it just coincided that way we didn't plan it that way it just happened and some of the people that I had been studying I was able to go visit in this Victorian cemetery and one person that I have been knowing about for many many years both of us Colonel Allensworth oh yes he kind of has a near and dear spot in my heart because I would go visit his own little settlement many, many years, many, many times for over a decade. And now we finally found his resting spot, which was amazing. Yeah, and he's so close. That's like a weird thing. Not weird yes. in a bad way, but like that he's, yes. so, he's there. Yeah, we could go visit him anytime. I could be like, I went and checked up on your settlement. It's pretty cool. Don't, don't trip. They got it all right over there. And then, you know, leave him some flowers and keep it going. And of course, if anything in a cemetery and of course, my own personal bannings and seeing where Phineas is officially laid to rest and Lucy and the others, but those are my two favorite that I like to mention. That was a lot of fun. And just learning again, it's not just the, the paper history that you love so much, but it's the physical investigation of, of going in and seeing the locations and feeling it. Mm -hmm. That really ties it into like how we consider how we feel about the information that's been posed to us. Yes, I agree. And what she means too about the YouTube episode is not out because that's one of the goals I want to work on not procrastinating. <laughs> and I'll explain more of that at the end of some of the goals we want to have for this year. But the episode will be uploaded this week. It's already edited. Thank you, Wayne Paul. We'll talk about Wayne as well. Yeah, he helped edit the, the episode. So I, sh I should be posting it up this beginning of this week. So if you guys want to see some of the photos on YouTube or have more of a visual, then yeah, go go check out the page Beyond the Facade. But yeah, that, that episode was great. And it, it's our last well, our last one. So it was it's very fresh. And I always think about we need to go back to Angela's rosedale because we didn't get to go into the church or we didn't go like to the other parts of it so i do want to go back like soon and i think it was the first time that you may have had like a semi-paranormal experience with me that's true fun. when you were saying i was feeling something in the calimbrium or whatever i was like uh yeah you were kind of kept I think you were, I don't, I hope it wasn't from the power of suggestion, but I think that you were picking up on a little bit of something odd. It felt heavy-ish, but I don't know if it was because it was damp in there. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> and then the dripping faucet. Yeah. Like, well, that it? added to it. Yeah. It was like a movie, like the faucet's dripping and an empty, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> it was a little creepy. For me, maybe for you. Yeah, not fun, creepy. Yeah, it was fun, creepy for me. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> My favorite third episode was the Angelus. What was a tie between the Angelus and the dive bar episode? <laughs> the dive bar episode was Which fun. is 13. And the reason the dive bar episode was fun, because it was funny. Like the stories of like, are you going to these hole in the wall places and just clowning on each other because of it? <laughs> <laughs> And then actually driving to the places, which some are there, some are shut down, sitting in it, kind of more embracing it, not to drink or anything, but just to like observe like the place now, like, you know, before it's kind of all gone. Cause a lot, most of the places are gone. So yeah, it was cool to go back to that and see some of these hole in the wall places that 
we had fun in at one point and not together a lot of them and some together you know it depends yeah so you went on a lot of adventures younger with a different crowd it was your different time for you a different time for me yeah (laughs) it was that's my favorite third one it's a tie between the dive bar and the cemetery one and the cemetery fruit is also because the a lot of the modern the art the mausoleums the architecture in the cemeteries is amazing um whether it's more angeles and evergreen but evergreen has some good ones yeah so both of the architectures around it were really nice i also like that evergreen does the cremation well not evergreen but the cremation ceremony that the county does for the people that are you know unidentified it's it's really sad to think that but it's also very like cool that they're able to at least have some kind of acknowledgement so that's nice that they do that those two elements were were um, really interesting for me but I do want to go back again to Angeles because we did miss a lot of parts. There's so many other parts that we didn't really get to to really sit and kind of uh, observe. We were on a mission. We had like five or six headstones we had to find before, you know, night night time before the, the sun went down. So we were on a mission and we didn't get to savor the entire cemetery. Yeah, and hopefully like springtime we could go there more longer time or like have a picnic or something i don't know it just depends on the security (laughs) yeah if you don't know about that go listen to the episode (laughs) yeah so what's your third fave my third fave would i would have to say would be the cecil revisited is what our second our second one yes i think that i always had the faith in us to do a podcast when we recorded our very first episode for Preston Castle, it was exciting, but it was kind of a little dry. It was our very first one. We had a lot of history. You can't fault us for all that history. We had a lot of it. The Cecil, however, we were behind it. We were staring at it. We were living it. And that moment, we were doing what you and I always have done best is be in the cut and live it and not just read about it in a book. And when that episode happened, and we were filming it, recording it, I should say. And then when we went in front and we talked to the man, and if you go listen to the episode, you'll hear more about that. It just really put in my mind that we could do this, that this could be something that could really be important and big, not just for us, but for other for our listeners and mm-hmm. our followers. And I was really excited about it. I was on board regardless, but this like, put my heart into it yes I agree I think the Cecil is still close I do think the Cecil has a lot of layers to it I know the movie came out obviously a lot of people were more interested or not the movie but the documentary which I kind of want to watch again just to refresh on it and I like I said in the episode I had gone in there uh, once fully on a tour and then like a couple times in the lobby and you have too right but it's like kind of like off limits still. So that part was a little bit like, like, man, we, we can't really get into it, but it has so much stuff going on or that went on in this building. It has that grimy, grimy, like, like 20 don't touch the walls. Yeah. 20 layers of paint on the walls, <laughs> that flat carpet that that's stained. I don't know if it's stained, but it reminds me of that, you know, <sighs> and the rooms are really tiny, like those really tiny style rooms with 
like the bed and just like the bathroom in the in the like any hotel but they're like the small like i'm gonna smoke crack in here hotel room <laughs> i mean it wasn't originally but it kind of started happening like that so it just has a lot of history and it was really cool to actually we we also were recording from the field and the iphone we still were not adapted to having equipment yet so we were in the field and that was pretty cool I think that's one of my favorite parts about it is in being in the field. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's something I, I really enjoyed. Yes. So definitely um, that third one's good too. Aside the episodes, what do you think are your favorite areas that we've gone to? I mean, because we've gone to a lot of areas. We didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have episode. A lot of times it was to get, you know, I, I like to get uh, photos for my personal Swami Chronicles. So just exploring different areas was either part of the podcast or for my page or for, you know, she wanted to go somewhere, whatever it was, favorite areas. And it doesn't necessarily have to be LA, but we were obviously a lot in LA. We didn't get too far out this year. Not as much. I know you did, but I didn't really get too far out this year, 2021. I didn't get too far. Nevada, the other side of California and stuff. You know, my daughter's up North at university. So I get in that area often and in fact, it would be lovely in the next couple of months if I could snatch you to go with me and we could do some research up there. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could bring you something from up north. My favorite, although it's technically not from 2021, is of course, it's going to be Preston Castle. We had the episode out early 2021, but we recorded it on Halloween day in 2020. And I love Preston Castle. Anytime I have a chance to go to Preston Castle is great. So that was one of my favorite locations. And honestly, I can't pinpoint just one. We've been all over town. I mean, Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles obviously is going to be my favorite. The little random places that we just happen upon, like we're driving down the street and we're like, Oh, look at that. And you're like, look at that sign. We need to stop and get that sign. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's our deco. Let's pull over. And all those little random spots where we jump out the car and we're so excited about a friggin' dirty ass building in the random <laughs> nowhere. And people are looking at us like we're crazy taking these pictures. That are That's my favorite. I don't have one particular spot that's my favorite. I feel like there's so much more out there. We always get drawn back to downtown, you know? So yeah. I agree. I, I agree with like just the randomness. Some things there's not, are not planned or they're probably mostly not planned at all, all the time. But my favorite that is kind of go to all the time is the general USC hospital. Of course. <laughs> and the reason is because it's kind of slowly going away. The campus is getting really developed right now. Remember that building across from the nurses? Yeah. Where you said that you gone there before we were in the parking lot one time. Where I parked when I was doing my clinicals. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like getting demolished right now. Are you kidding me? Yes. It's getting demolished. And then we've seen the women and children's hospital get demolished. Thank goodness. <laughs> and then the coroner's office is there and central juvenile hall is there. You guys know I'm doing a big series on that, which is pretty much um, the whole history through the century basically yeah it needs to be documented if you know if if you don't who's gonna 
have and then on the other side is Hazard Park, which has a lot of history with like the the gang culture. It's it's known that place. Uh, we haven't really walked into it. I want to. We kind of get like sketched because I'm like those handball courts, those are known places, but I don't know. Like we need to like check it out one day. We and will. The, but it's getting developed. I mean, there's like there's student housing there now. There's like hotels. There's all these buildings that are new. And, you know, it's weird because I know people want new development and it's like, oh, yeah, it's great. But I don't know, for me, for me, that loves the grimy sometimes, like it's hard to see it like switch to so modern and like all this old history is gone. That's why documenting is very important because it's not going to be there. Luckily, the USC hospital it has a historic landmark. So they're not going to touch that, hopefully. And but the fact that it's there, just kind of retired, like I always say, being around, it feels like I'm back in the I don't know why it feels like I'm more back in the 70s or 60s, even though it's Art Deco from the 20s and 30s. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe well, because maybe you just resonate with that era best. Maybe. And also maybe because like during the 60s, 70s, there's more Latinos. And then like the women's issue happened in the 70s with the um, women and children's hospital and them having the to be their tubes tied. The sterilization. With, without consent. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of my mom uh, going to the doctor on the bus with us. Like we would go on the bus. We never went to that hospital. I just could see her being one of those ladies that got duped and like, I don't know. And then going there in the late nineties from when my friend was there, I don't know. It just reminded me of those times, even though Art Deco is not related to those times. It's like a weird mixture, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's like an echo into time. In it really ways. is. In my mind, it is like, it's, it's such an echo. And then the architecture obviously takes you way back. I think all the other thoughts I'm just saying right now, um, just make, and it's right now it seems so peaceful because there's nothing, there's not a lot of people there, obviously. Partially because COVID and they blocked off the entrances and stuff. But even before COVID, it was, nobody was there anymore, right? We had gone there several times just to chill on the steps. Maybe at one time the steps were crowded with people. I don't know. It's not bustling anymore. And I think I no. like that part. Yeah, or it can just kind of sit quiet and deal with, the, like, deal with what it, it's been through. Yes. Like processing all those years. And I really love the tunnels all over the place in the hospital. <laughs> My husband has been there on the 13th floor, uh, county jail. If you, if once, if you get hurt or something, you have to go to the 13th floor of the hospital. So I didn't had forgot that he had gone there. So that's like weird too. And and a lot of the kids from juvenile hall have to go, used to have to go there when they got treated and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of stuff going on in that area. So I always embrace it. And right now we should even more. And then across the street is Lincoln Park, which has a ton of history as well. I could see things changing now and it's going to be like stuff was never there anymore. There's the history is going to be lost. Even if for some people, they might think the history is not good. Like, well, it doesn't matter. Maybe... Like, not everything's going to be good history. There's going to be some challenging stuff that happened, but we still, we shouldn't brush it under the rug. It's something that has been there, you know? 
how are we going to learn from it if we don't know about it yeah so that area is nice and then we always see her when we're in every part of everywhere i'll be we'll be on the freeway and i'll be like look look and she'll be like what and i'm like she's staring at us and what we the hospital. she the hospital because it's yes. like literally on a hill overlooking and it's not even overlooking it's just on a hill that is like you can see it from all angles of la yes yes we were what at the the church at biddy mason's church and I think we were coming off of like a side and there she was in, in the far, far view, just like peeking her head up like, hey, you guys haven't been around lately. I was like, we better well, go we back say soon. that we say that we, per- <laughs> we personify her like a person. We're like, OK, we got to pay respects. We got to go. Maybe you guys think we're a bunch of weirdos, but I don't care. I, I embrace I the history. <laughs> I am a weirdo. I am the weirdos, mister. So that's a, a favorite area in LA. I also, like I was saying, she has said Preston Castle is cool, but any abandoned in- institution brings a lot of nostalgia to me, especially because my husband was in all these like youth institutions growing up. Nellis, Nellis is not there no more. And we, we didn't even get to feel it enough because we didn't even know it would probably be gone that gone. We you know we we did get a go- luckily we thought of going a couple of times. Yeah. And when we now it's just gone. It's a bunch of fucking townhouses and condos, which again, most people might be like, "Well, that's great. They use the land." Well, for you it is. And I'm not saying that the abandoned should have been like there forever. It should have just been something else or I don't know. I think that it definitely should have been blessed. And maybe something should have been dedicated to one of the, to the kids or something and by name, if anything else, because energy stays in the land. Energy has memory. I'm not saying that the people that live there are going to have a bad life or bad energy, but you just never know. And especially when you don't know what you're living on top of, which most of us don't, let's hope that we're not living off of somewhere that was used to house kids and abuse them from their own abuse that they were probably having at their own homes or their own issues that brought them there in the first place right that's gone but there's another institution called southern youth reception center and clinic in norwalk and it's still there abandoned it's hard to really even see but it's still there and like i i posted Long ago, Metro Hospital is using it right now temporarily for patients that are non-COVID so they could have the COVID patients being treated at the hospital. So it's kind of, it's cool that they're using it for some reason for at least a good use, you know, these, so they won't contract COVID or whatnot. That part is is being used in a sense. So it's still there, but the city of Norwalk wants to like completely get rid of it and put like, again, condos or like some kind of like really expensive housing, I'm sure. And retail space, which again, maybe for some people, they like that, but I don't, maybe there's could be another way to use it in some, in, in a more not so washed out way with all these like shopping centers that are like boring. I don't know. I feel like it just erases it. like it's a a way of erasing all the wrongs done right and it's it's pros and cons though because like with these institutions obviously i'm glad that they're closed and they're not housing juveniles they're like pretty much prison like juvenile prison and that has changed and it's been changing they're trying to have more of a different model of juvenile justice 
when you know kids are, are going through the system it's still not perfect and there's not there's no really real pl- ways that uh, they don't even know what they're going to do because they're shutting down the juvenile house too and the, the ya shut down djj shut down so i think they're trying to figure all that out what they're going to do hopefully it doesn't go full circle and they kind of do it again so yes the place was not it, it was not used in the way that it should maybe there was I, mean, I can't say that maybe it didn't help some kids because maybe it did for some people i can't say 100 every not everybody was abused but it the way that it was a punitive model, it, it wasn't helpful for the majority of the, of the, especially with the recidivism rates, it was showing these, it wasn't helping the kids. Yes, it's cool that they're shut. It should be like done differently rather than just a condo that it's just, oh yeah, nothing, like you said, nothing happened here. Like there's no history of, even if it was bad history, there's, it's just forgotten. We don't know what's going to happen with the Norwalk facility. Obviously, Norwalk residents and whoever are like not liking the fact that there's Metro patients there, they don't like anything like that's going to be like, oh, they're scary. They're going to like harm our, harm our neighborhood and stuff like that. And you know how people get with stuff like that. Like they're like kind of not protesting it, but they were like wondering what or they're saying what was going on with them being there. But obviously it was mandated. They had to have a safe place for the patients. So they're going to put them there and. You can't be complaining about everything. They're not going to go out and jump the fence into your, there's, it's security. There's security there. A lot of people get all scared and freaked out about stuff like that. It's kind of, maybe they just don't know. I get it. They don't know. They're innocent citizens judging everything. (laughs) Based off of the mental, mental health decline of our homeless, probably. That's the only thing they have to, for an example, probably. Yeah, so any abandoned institutions, and we don't have a lot around here, but the ones they are, I do like going to them. Even if I see them like 20 times, maybe you get tired of going with 20 times, but I don't. I never get tired. It's an adventure. (laughs) Yeah, and I want to go back soon to that too. I want to just peek in. I actually want to get on the sidewalk because remember we've been driving and we could never stop. Yes. Or every time we're driving, someone's on the phone. Yeah, yes. exactly. So that's kind of my go-to for favorite areas. But again, there's lots of different places that we've gone to, like little cuts and stuff that we found. We're like, oh yeah, this is cool. Or even like, I don't know, random. Oh, your, your friggin' um, power, your power, water and power. Oh plant. yeah. A- like any the- one of those. I love, I want to live there for a moment, you know? <laughs> those are always fun. Yeah, because those pop out of fucking nowhere. And sorry, I'm cussing, but I could turn the corner or like walk down an insignificant street and it'll be right there. And I, they're so grand, some of them. I have some amazing photos of different angles with the sun hitting them so wonderfully. Or that huge one where I don't even know what city we were in. That huge, huge one. That one was so amazing. So those are always welcomed in our eyesight. So yes. like those. What do you think you learned having this podcast? Like what are some of the things that you learned from starting it with me and, you know, doing, going through the process of 14 episodes? I've learned so much. I've learned that a podcast is a big commitment. And if you're doing this with someone else and not just yourself, then you've committed to not only the podcast, but to the person you're doing it with. Thank goodness for you and your patience and, and whatnot, because I can be 
a lot sometimes. It's it's a big commitment. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of work with not a lot of return. I don't know how many followers we have right now. And we love each and every one of you. I want to tell you that now. Hopefully we'll have more, but we put all our heart and blood and guts and even you climbing over things and me holding you up by the buttocks so you can get into <laughs> stuff <laughs> the yeah. stuff you guys don't see behind the scenes and we sure. we do a lot and I and she does even more we both have our strengths and it's a lot it's a lot of work there's no right or wrong answer but there's no way that you could ever feel comfortable because there's so much more to learn for me I think the most challenging is yeah the the te- first the technology part having it sound okay i know that we don't have like professional podcast equipment which it is a goal to get something like that this year so that part's a little challenging the youtube part's a little challenging for me like having to do that and we we did get wonderful help from our friend and that's what and that'll be another thing that we want to improve on when we get to that but so that was that the technology also I guess being consistent is hard because I I'm an avid podcast listener I have a lot of podcasts on Spotify a bunch of different topics different things and I do get a little bit like uh when they don't put episodes out like if I like a, a podcast and they're consistent it's like oh yeah they got a new one once a week you know but when I don't hear anything for a while, I'm like, oh, they died out. And I see that with a lot of podcasts. It's, it's a lot. And I'll, I'll try to search to see if they have anything new. And they don't. It'll be months and months and some will never come back. So it's kind of like, oh. So consistency is really challenging. And I could see that across the board. Obviously, if they're like more professional podcasters and they made it a career or they're really way more driven on being consistent, which is what we got to work on. You'll see episodes very often and that's their job. And obviously we have other jobs in addition to this. This is just our, our side, uh, you know, hobby. So I'm not saying we are at that, you know, going to be at that level, but I do get a little bit like, Oh man, like they haven't put nothing out. So consistency across the board for any kind of thing that you're creatively working on is important. Cause if you do have an audience or people that care about your work, well, they're going to want to see us stuff as well. And we can't make everybody happy. We're just doing it for ourselves to our interests. But even for ourselves, we got to be consistent. True. Yeah. So that's for me what I learned. And also um, research. I mean, I love research in general, but some things, you know, do take longer to research. You can't do it in one day or two days, right? So being able to time that out is going to be, was what I learned that if it's something that has a deeper research, it's going to have to be planned out a little bit better than last minute. Right. Because we don't, I don't want to like, just be like what, not knowing, knowing what the topic is or the subject. So I think that part was what I learned. Like, okay, if it's like a more deeper subject, we definitely need more time to research and actually do it. So that's kind of how my thoughts on what I learned. Anything else for you that, that you learned? I wouldn't say that I learned per se, but we met so many other podcasters and other people during this year, Javier, hood historian, a history collector, even San Pedro Paranormal. And we got to do a couple shows 
-hmm. And that was a lot of fun. And, and seeing and talking to everyone at their own perspectives, they all are doing it their own way and there's no right way. And Mm -hmm. to just keep doing what we're doing and we're just going to continue to get better. Yes, definitely. So that's goes to the next point. How could we improve? And what I thought for us was definitely for working on the technology part of it. Uh, obviously things cost money. So getting like actual mixer so we could, we, we've been wanting to do it like together in the same room. It's just that we do need the right equipment and it's probably, it's, it's doable. It's just being able to like do it. And that's the where procrastination on my end. I know that could take some, some of that to not be done because that's something I need to improve on improving on the technology and also like improving on how to um, continue to research better. I do also want to learn to edit the YouTube videos. I did attempt that initially, but it, I gave up because I was like, Oh, this is hard. But I hear that from everybody that starts YouTube editing. So we do have our good friend, which we interviewed him. We did an interview, not interviewed him, but we did episode with him on the Colorado bridge. Uh, His name is Wayne Pohl and he has, he has his uh, kind of like brand called Mr. Pose Morgue. And he's a documentarian and he's been doing paranormal for a long time and, and documents paranormal. So he helps. He, he was gracious enough to help us edit. And he's, I really appreciate that he's been able to help us with that. And, yes, but I also thanks, want Wayne. to learn. Yes. Thank you, Wayne. I also want to learn myself. So not because I don't want him to do it anymore, but because I just want to be able to learn a new skill and get, and actually know it. So it's not impossible to know because you see so many YouTubers out there, so many videos on how to do it. It's just taking the time to actually learn it and practice it. Cause that's the only way you're going to learn. So that's kind of for me to improve on also improve on to reaching out to people more for the interviews, researching other people to interview them not procrastinating on that for sure and continuing to be consistent with the promotion engaging um, audience when we do have something out so that's kind of probably a bunch of things but those are some of the things I want to improve on what about you but are more personal I would say you hold a lot of the weight and the podcasting you know I'm very opinionated so I come with all the words and the opinions but you do a lot of the the main uh backbone of all the research and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I want to at least try to help with some of that research and also help and be more active on my own, uh, not my personal account, but my observing spooks account. So it can Mm -hmm. be tied in and also maybe take it over the reins or, or help more with our beyond the facade uh, podcast, Instagram page and promote more and do more graphic things so it's more personal as opposed to just you know the podcast just to be more engaged more and more helpful technology is not my thing guys not saying that I can't because I've been doing it for 14 episodes at this point yeah little by little but um I think it's going to be a lot further out for me to get any further as far as technology is concerned but definitely just just being a bigger team player taking more role, uh, a larger role on the, the next step would, would, would be when we actually could afford the equipment to be in the same room and then have an actual camera recording. And that that's going to be the next step for the podcast. 
because we originally started on video because of the pandemic and then we didn't we didn't have the equipment to be able to be in the same room and maybe we could without it but it's part of it i know we we should we're gonna have to have a mixer we're gonna have to have different equipment to be able to be in the same room and then also filming and connected the camera to the sound and there's all these little things that you just learn have to learn how to do yes and i think that will take our podcast to another level yeah and and then i'm looking forward to that and how you said meeting the people last year was great also with improve like as far as like they're doing things in their own way and we got to meet them and that helps us to continue to meet people and network and stuff like that yeah okay it does so as far as um goals like do you have any personal goals for yourself and then personal goals for the podcast that you you kind of want to do for 2022 I mean I have all kinds of personal goals for my own self that are non-related to the the podcast more travel that's a big one for me as always I have two major uh trips that I want to happen I know for sure I'll make one happen I'm going back to New Orleans it's been a couple years as we all know, Anne Rice died and Anne Rice was a very important person in my life. And I know that sounds funny as she's just an author, but as a avid, I guess you can call me a fan, but it's more than that. I, I attended so many vampire list at balls and I've met her so many times. It, it was a big crush to my heart with her passing. And I'm sure we're going to do something big in New Orleans this year. Uh, to memorialize and commemorate Anne Rice. So with that said, New Mexico is my next point of origin that I want to go to. So hopefully I'll be doing New Mexico this year. Hopefully I'm not putting all the eggs in that basket for New Mexico, definitely New Orleans. Staying, trying to maintain my my 4.0 GPA I don't know, prioritizing myself and just doing things with my friends and my husband are probably my personal goals. My one big goal for the next year, besides being more active and taking on a larger role for the podcast would be for us to be out in the field and having pieces and parts of our our field work filmed and we can bring to you for your eyes. That would be really important to me is we do a lot of things in the field and we snap photos, but we should probably take a couple minutes to have little sequences out in the field as well. So you can see exactly what we see and not just as a flat photograph, but as dimensional as we see it. Yeah. And that goes back to learning the technology of that, not because blending all that in together does take a lot of work. So just learning that's going to be important to how you said adding more dimension to it and so yeah those are good goals for me I would say that um yeah definitely continue exploring uh travel if anything I can't think of places yet New Orleans (laughs) yeah I I would love to go back I got it I can't think of really like oh I want to go here for sure but definitely exploring even if it's in California so a lot of that and consistency at least trying to do an episode once a month or more but no less than once a month because sometimes again if it keeps going and going it just 
after a while it's just eh, you know once a year episode so not that that happened last year but i want to be to at least keep it consistent the least once a month learned like i said earlier learn to edit, edit videos have more interviews for the podcast uh be more organized in my research not only for my swap me page because i do have the Swami Chronicles, where I do research for that, which is sometimes it's not the same research as for the podcast. It, it could be, so I have a different things I'm researching, right? Yes. So being more organized with that, being organized in a sense where the timing and the consistency could all flow somehow. And again, we know that life happens. We have to work. Um, there's kids involved. Um, there's husbands involved. So there's a lot of time that has to be taken with our own lives. And this time is very limited. You know, the time that we have for the podcast and for exploration. That's and gonna... on top, of, Go top ahead. of it, you have a big transition coming up. And so that's going to be new. But yeah. we're just going to have to make time for the podcast at least once a month. Yeah, that's going to have to be put in some put in there with our life, our own personal lives. So and that's what I think maybe happens with people like their job is not full time. If they're a full time podcaster, then they're going to this they're going to have to work on it every day because that's their job. But since if you're not a full time podcaster, then you're going to have to really structure and make time from your personal life, from your your relationship life from your kids life from your job life to be able to make some time for your hobby or your something you enjoy doing and I think we all need to do that with our it's self-care in a sense right yes like you can't forget about maybe something that you're interested in but you also can't forget about your family and your partner and your job <laughs> yeah animals to take care of and stuff so and even just things like you got to clean the house or like go to the laundromat. I don't know. You know, all those things take time. I think if you're, even if you're not doing podcasting, if you're taking a, something for yourself that you're interested in, that's important because it keeps you kind of grounded and you don't lose yourself completely in everything else. And then you don't think about the things you enjoy. So if in this case, the podcast was, is going to have to, we have to structure that in our own lives. And we've been doing that for the past year. But, you know, if things could change all the time, so we have to make time for it somehow. <laughs> um, maybe next year, I think my husband wants to be more involved in it. We'll see. He wants to go on adventures. So we'll see. That'll be fun. He could drive the car while we jump out. You know, all that's going to be our goals for at least my goals for the podcast for in our the podcast together for the upcoming year. Of course, I have personal ones like, you know, continue to stay healthy work out hopefully maybe make more money somehow I don't know I always put that <laughs> on my I always put that on my vision board read more actually as a matter of fact our incredible Javier who has who's been our friend on YouTube and Instagram he's starting a virtual book book club so if you guys want to be part of it I'm awesome. gonna be part of it yeah we're he's they're they're in the process of trying to pick a title and we're going to meet on zoom on live and it will have a month to read the book. It's not going to be, mm. uh, we're not meeting every week, but we'll have a month to actually discuss a book. I think that's helpful because we don't make time to read. We did that last year for the pandemic. It pushed us to read a little it bit did. more, a little bit. 
that's how hard that sometimes we got to do that because we don't make time to read because we're just on our phone all the time or watching TV or not even watching TV now, watching YouTube. <laughs> so we can we, have everything instantaneously at our hands. Why would we spend any time pushing ourselves to get something that's going to take a long time? Yes. And I have like a shelf full of books and I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and I put that on my vision board every year that I put books on there because I want to read. It's really my mindset to really put those limits that I'm not going to pick up a phone or do anything so I could read a freaking chapter or two for like 30 minutes a night. You know, it shouldn't be that hard and it wasn't that hard, but technology just it's good and bad because we got this with technology, which is good. But at the same time, we do need to like feed our brain with like actual print and reading and things like that. Yes, we do. Those goals are going to continue to be on my board for 2022. I think that's a good goal. Yes. Anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm just looking forward. We have so I don't want to give you any teasers because we want you to come and join every single podcast uh, episode that we put out. But we have a lot of fun things that we've already are looking into. We've done a little bit of research for uh, on uh, upcoming uh, episode. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And I look forward to hopefully more interaction. I would love more interaction with you guys. And I'm just looking forward to putting out more content that you guys will enjoy. Good point. And also, yeah, more interaction, like uh, just to throw, uh, we, I met La Historiana. Uh, I did meet with her for coffee and she's great. And it was, it's cool because of the podcast and social media, we were able to meet people like her that are also very into history and want to be part of adventures. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely follow our page. Is The Instagram is Beyond the Facade Podcast. Our personal ones, mine is Swami Chronicles under Zonia Junta. And I post everything from architecture to history, all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. And just another thing, side note, what do you think that you're going to want to add more for paranormal this year? Um, I definitely have a couple of people in mind that I would like to interview mm-hmm. us to interview. Definitely. I think if we were out in the field, we could add to that. And I actually have a couple of locations that I'm thinking we can in- integrate to somehow some way into our podcast where maybe if you are okay with it, we could have a little impromptu or maybe a planned investigation, not a heavy, deep one, but just, you know, kind of the basics of what we would do in an investigation and to see what you would see, how you feel and maybe film it mm-hmm. for everyone to see. Yeah. And you guys want to see her very first investigation and you want to see her get all freaked out. Right. I know I do. <laughs> I mean, I do and I don't. Cause I mean, I would never want anyone to get freaked out and get scared purposely, but I think she's been around me long enough, all the hundred years that I've known her, that she knows she'll be okay. So yeah. let's try to let's try to put that in into the universe and get that done. Yeah, definitely. We'll see about that. If not, I'm gonna be behind you and waiting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fine too. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you guys. Definitely hit us up if there's any questions or if you're also a historian that would like to be interviewed maybe if you have something interesting to share with us hit us up 
on Beyond the Facade Instagram page or our personal ones. Again, Swami Chronicles, Observing Spooks and Other Vices. If you're in the Harper area and you've got a good story, let us know. We want to go sit down and talk to you and see what it's all about. Yeah. All right. You guys have a great 2022. Happy New Year's again. Cheers. Thank you.